With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome, everybody, into the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM on a Wednesday. Alongside Michael Lombardi, I'm Stormy Bonantoni. We are one day away from the NFL draft that will be taking place at Union Station in downtown Kansas City. And as our guy Bill A.D. said in the morning newsletter, be careful out there. Be very careful. it's lying season, isn't it, Michael? <laughs> it is very. Frank Pantangeli day today here at Godfather <laughs> 2. Lies, 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 and more lies. I mean, look, I, I think there's... I think the thing we have to put in perspective, and and I wrote about this today for Visa, and it should be up soon, is this is a draft that is not filled with a lot of blue-chip players. So the reason the top 10 isn't obvious to everybody is because it's a truly a draft in the eye of the beholder. I was talking about this to a GM in the league yesterday. It, it could be completely un, upside down in the first mm-hmm. round. And people will get criticized and attacked for not following this supposed script. But really, this is about who do you like and who don't you like. And you might like Luke Van Ness a lot better than you like Tyree Wilson. That's fine. You know, there's no, there is no real, okay, this guy is a legitimate blue chip. That's Jalen Carter without the character. That's probably Bryce Young still has concern about the hype. But other than that, I, I really feel like we should not be surprised by anything that happens starting at number two, going all the way to 31. Well, and it's like if somebody actually gets a top five or a top 10 right in their mock draft, it is just a guess. It is a shot in the dark. It is a throw at the dartboard at this point because we don't really know. So many of these teams have kept it so close to the best, especially at two and three. And you talk to other teams, GMs, they don't know what other teams are doing. I mean, that's usually strange. You know, usually you have a sense that they're locked in on a guy. But I think this is really about how you see the player. How do you see? And and they're all differences. I don't see Anthony Richardson the way some people do. That doesn't mean I'm right and they're wrong. Mm-hmm. That means that that doesn't mean they're right and I'm wrong. It's just the way it is. And that's the beautiful thing about the draft. It is about how do you evaluate him? How does he fit in? And what's your plan for him? So, like, I don't really feel like you can you take in this guy too soon. Like I wrote today in the column, like, Banks the corner from Maryland. Mm-hmm. You know, people have him going in the 20s. I, I think he could easily go in the top 12. He's a really good player. He's a really good player. He's tough. He's physical. He does everything you want him to do. I could see him going early. Nobody does. Harrison, the tackle from Oklahoma. He could go a lot earlier because the people see him differently than what the media sees him. 
And so we have to take that into consideration. This is not a draft about blue chip. Look, how many people thought Chase Young was the greatest player ever to come out? Today, the Washington football team declined the fifth-year option. Mm -hmm. This draft will not be filled with fifth-year option players. It won't be. You say, why not? Because it's so expensive to add the fifth year to the player. Let's talk about all of the movement that we have seen when it comes to former Kentucky quarterback Will Levis. Um, We saw a significant market shift after a Reddit post basically came out, an unverified source completely that had just created the account about eight days ago now, says that Will Levis is telling friends and family that he's going to go number one to the Carolina Panthers. It significantly moved. I mean, Bryce Young still minus 1,000, uh, minus 1,400, respectively, at, at whatever books you're looking at out there to be the number one overall pick. But Will Levis sitting there anywhere from four to one to five to one. He's now, uh, what, minus 200 to be the second quarterback selected. So a significant shift on Levis. Are you buying it? No, I'm not. And I've asked a lot of people about where this comes from, and nobody seems to understand it. You know, the one thing I did, and I wrote again about this today, is there is, you know, if you were to say what kind of quarterback would Frank Wright want to draft, Levis would be the type prototype of it. But that doesn't mean he's going to be the first pick of the draft. And we've had a lot of times where players have told people here at Circa that they were getting picked and that didn't happen. Yeah, I, I was here. We saw that last year. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I'm, I just don't think you've traded all those assets to get Will Levis. Well, I, I, I just don't – I couldn't yeah. believe it. Can, can you imagine how much egg on the face there will be of the Carolina Panthers if you trade two ones, two twos, and a, your franchise receiver at this time for to, Will Levis w- to take a guy who lost and threw like 100 yards against Vanderbilt this year? Yeah, I mean – so it makes no sense. So I'm going to go, I'm going to say, look, I, I've been saying this since they made the trade. I think Bryce Young is the yeah. best quarterback in the draft. I see no reason for him not to be. I don't understand why they're playing this coy game in Carolina. I don't, I don't get it. Like to me, now they announced that we're unanimous in the mm-hmm. decision. Well, so were the Bears when they picked Trubisky. Okay, so were the Bears when they picked Trubisky. They were unanimous. They had everybody go play that video. Watch Ryan Pace go through the room and talk about, oh, we all agree on this. Okay, here we go. We'll talk plenty uh, about the NFL draft throughout the course of the next two hours, getting you set for day one and who ultimately will go tomorrow when all is said and done. But we also had a hectic night in the National Basketball Association. How good was that, huh? Fun. So we had, Michael, we had three double-digit favorites with opportunities to close out their respective series. Two of them get the job. I mean, it was a day for the dogs. All of the underdogs covered, by the way. Um, But two of them get it done, the Nuggets and the Suns. But the Boston Celtics, despite having a double-digit lead with five minutes to go in the fourth quarter, lose to the Hawks. What a meltdown. You know, Kraft had some great shoes on. Did you see him sitting on the bench there? I did. Great shoes. He had those RKKs. I got to get me a pair of those. Those were nice. Those were sweet. Uh, That was the shocker of all shockers. You know, I'm sure that the 76ers were sitting there saying, well, we're playing Saturday. I was kind of looking forward to that. You know, I was looking forward to being here and watching that game and all that. But now the best it could be is Monday. I, I, I mean, that was one of the meltdowns that – how vulnerable now is Boston? I mean, when you look at that, you're saying to yourself, wow, that lead, Trey Young was on fire. They couldn't oh, yeah. miss. 
You know, they got some defensive stops when they needed to, some horrible turnovers by the Celtics with the, when the pressure mounted. They were so sloppy. It was awful offensively down the stretch what they did. Couldn't make a three to save their life either. No, no. And, I mean, their best player couldn't get involved. And, and you know, when it was on the seesaw, you knew with seven or eight seconds left to go in the game, I mean, I kind of knew I would have doubled Young the minute he touched the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would have blitzed him immediately because he was going to launch it from 50 feet. It didn't matter, right? He had that. He had the feel in his hand, and they didn't blitz him, and he got that. I don't say it was an open look, but he got spacing in there with yeah. the high pick and roll off the center, and then all of a sudden he's got this easy shot. I mean, it was a long one, but, I mean, he was in a zone. Yeah, drills the game-winning three with 2.6 to go. 16 of his 38 points came in the fourth quarter. I mean, and just after a game where Boston looked dominant, for the majority of the game. And then it was, I mean, there are points in the paint, the disparity, 30 points to, uh, excuse me, 60 points to 38 scoring edge in the paint, 24 to eight in transition. And then they just let everything fall apart late. But like I said, when I walked in the building today, your, uh, your 76ers and Joel Embiid get some extra time to rest now. Gets to heal that. And they say he may have to wear a brace now. That's what they're saying in Philadelphia, that he may have to wear a brace. For me, you know, I mean, I think the, the, this, this is really set up perfectly for Philadelphia. It really has. I mean, Milwaukee's vulnerable. Boston looks vulnerable, right? I mean, if there's ever a time to take over the East, it looks like it's right now. Can Milwaukee stave off elimination tonight? You would think they would. Butler's playing in some kind of incredible zone. Insane. Insane. So, you know, and then we, we you know, the Knicks, can they close it out? I mean, this is really wide open, right? I mean, Boston looks vulnerable. Milwaukee looks vulnerable. And the one team that took care of business quickly was Philadelphia, which typically they don't take care of things quickly. Uh, And we also, like I mentioned, um, in the West, the Nuggets close it out against the Timberwolves. They win 112-109, cashing those four games to one tickets, as well as Nuggets minus one and a half on the series spread. Same thing for the Suns, who beat the Clippers by six, do not cover the 12. Um, But now Nuggets and Suns, are going to face each other in round two. Suns a minus 140 favorite in the series. And if Devin Booker continues to play in the next round, the way that he did in this one, averaging 37 points per game and shooting 60%. His third quarter was when he stopped and hit that three-pointer at the top of the key on that run. I mean, it was like, holy, this was incredible. A 50-point third quarter, and he had half. I mean, it was like, you talk about being in a zone. Oh, my Lord. He was incredible. Uh, look, I thought the Suns kind of came together in this series. There just wasn't enough by the Clippers. I mean, how badly do you feel for Ty Lue and his team? You built this team around two players, and they never played. Yep. I mean, two, they played two games. One guy played two games. The other guy didn't even play. Where are you going? I mean, that's the fundamental question. Where are the Clippers going? They can't bring this back again because the, 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 you can't count on either player to stay healthy. And Ty Lue did say that he will be back next year. He should. Um, I mean, it's not his fault they're yeah. hurt. But will, uh, but will Kawhi and Paul George, will they be able to play for a season and take you where you need to be? It's just, it it's, never came to fruition, what they tried to put together. How many life. times have we seen this, Stormy? We've seen this with the Brooklyn Nets. We've seen it now with the Clippers. These, these dream teams. We've seen it with a lot of LeBron's career. These dream teams that don't dream. They don't fulfill the dream. Feels like a pretty evenly matched series yeah. with the Suns and Nuggets. What I do you think it goes happens? Seven. I hope it goes seven. I would love to see seven great games. I really would. Uh, you know, and I think this is, uh, you know, we talk about the East being wide open. This is the West is open, too. This is Denver's moment, right? 
I mean, the two guys who are battling for the MVP, they have an opportunity to show their worth mm -hmm. here. Embiid in the East and Jokic in the West. Let the, and let's see what could happen. I, I hope it goes seven. You know, they've got two of the best players on planet Earth in, in Phoenix and Booker and, mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and Durant. Durant. So, yeah. you know, that's a hard thing to overcome. But Denver's a really good team. And Denver, I thought the way they bounced back yesterday, they showed mental toughness. And I think it'll be interesting to see how things play out in Colorado because obviously they do have the altitude there. Kevin Durant's been playing 42, 45 minutes yeah. in these games. That could catch up to him in this series. I think it could, you know, and I think it's, it catches up to LeBron too when he has to do that. I think that's the next series. Can he, can he handle it? We got the Warriors, not Kings tonight. That's going to be another good one. So we've got some good games coming. Yeah, just a one and a half point spread in that one. Warriors, Kings. We got Lakers, Grizz, Heat, Bucks, Knicks, Cavs. Uh, lots of series on the line tonight. It's going to be a fun one. And um, our guy, Harry Gagnon, he's going to join us a little bit later on in the show, get his NBA plays for this evening. We also have your former draft pick and my broadcast partner, Kirk Morrison, on the program to talk a little NFL draft and get some NHL in our lives with Golden Knights <laughs> TV broadcaster and TNT analyst Shane Knighty. Won't want to miss it. More Lombardi line coming up after a quick break. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... <laughs> Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Want to put one more Will Levis rumor to yeah. bed if we can? Mike Giardi, formerly of NFL Network, reporting uh, last night that 
Will Levis, um, there is interest in him from the New England Patriots. <laughs> true or not true? I would find that incredibly, incredibly. Can I underscore the word incredibly <laughs> hard to believe? Okay. Like, I just think this is what we're into. We're into just let's make something up. They're interested. Like, what is interest? Because they brought him in. I mean, look, I, I've been around the guy for a long time. I mean, I kind of have a sense of what he would like at the position. Uh, I, I don't think Will Levis is a fit for them. I think this is really about – this draft is about how can they get back to being a playoff team. I don't believe that they've given up on Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi. I think they feel like they have two quarterbacks. They signed Trace McSorley as kind of a, a jack-of-all-trades quarterbacks, maybe somebody who could do some different things. But to me, I, I just believe this is one of those where it has no foundation whatsoever. So when it comes to Will Levis, period, there is so much that is out there right now that, again, has no foundation, no real grounds in anything um, from well, we're a... We're going to find out tomorrow from a sub- by, by, yeah. nine o'clock, yes. by 9 o'clock East Coast time. Exactly, from a substantiated source as of right now. What's your gut tell you with what happens with him and where he goes? My gut tells me that the Colts pick him at four. That's just my gut. Uh, because I think he is the one guy who is, has problems but the the least manageable problems you know the worry everybody's worried about poise under pressure everybody's worried about you know people cite the 2021 season where he was good you know but they don't cite this year where he as you mentioned you know throws for less than 100 yards against Vanderbilt you know in a pro style offense all that so my senses goes back to the tape I, I think Will Levis will be a is a backup quarterback if he proves me wrong God bless him I wish him well I don't care where he gets picked. I really care about how he plays. And I don't see a starting quarterback. I see a starting talent. I don't see a starting quarterback in terms of his rhythm, his mm-hmm. his ability to make decisions, his handle, his command in the room. I still can't get past that he couldn't beat out Sean Clifford. Mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time with that. And I'm going to keep having a hard time with that. I know this past year, uh, and we talked a lot about this, about like the lack of an offensive line the lack of any all-SEC performers um, in the wide receiver room to help him out. He had all of these things. But at the same time, like there's a certain element of the game that you need to be able to contribute and you need to be able to do that we just didn't see time in and time out. We talked about the Vanderbilt game. I was just looking up some of the numbers from Tennessee when he just got lit up by, by a defense the, that gave up, what, 50-some points? Yeah, to, and he to... didn't even throw for 100 yards, had three picks in that game, all minus right. 22 rushing yards. All right, so... Name me the superstars on the Louisville team when Lamar was a junior. Where are they playing now? I mean, name me the superstars on the Louisville team when Lamar was a senior. Where are they playing now? Like this whole notion, well, he had nobody around him. I mean, that's really just one of the that, – what that tells you is people that don't know and they make excuses. Like they don't know and they make excuses because great talent doesn't need great players around. They make the players great around them. I mean, it's just really a a bad excuse. It's really you don't know, and so you're going to come up with a cliche to justify something that makes no sense at all. Like, great quarterbacks have always made players better. That's just what it's been. And Bill Walsh will tell you that. Like, if I get a great quarterback, I don't need these receivers. Now, if I have great receivers, that's great. But we can manage the receiving core. So for me, it's just a cop-out. Like, Levis, if he's an elite player... He's going to make other players elite. He's going to make Kentucky an elite team. Same thing with Richardson. Mm -hmm. Um, If you look at the betting market for Will Levis, um, 
don't buy in on the to go number one. Certainly, um, number two, we've talked a lot about how the Houston Texans might not even want a quarterback, period. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it looks like Tyree Wilson has gained more and more steam there. But Will Levis to be the number four overall selection to the Colts is actually a plus money price. He's the favorite, but plus 130 versus some of the minus numbers that we see out there or a useless now four to one to go number one when he was 40 to one, 60 to one originally. You know, everybody's been trying to sell the picks. You know, Houston would move down. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals take out an advertisement, they would move down. You know, the Colts have made no attempt to move up whatsoever, and the Colts will not move up. Seattle at six, at five wants to move down. Seattle's, I think Seattle, and from what I'm told, is, I think Seattle's smart in this sense. I think Seattle feels like if they could get an extra number one pick in next year's draft, when it is a legitimate quarterback draft, that might be the way to go. That's what I would be thinking about. That's why I think Houston should pass on quarterbacks, strengthen their team, mm-hmm. you know, manage the season, get through it, and maybe you end up with a top five pick. You have two number ones, and now maybe you can go get Caleb Williams because Caleb Williams would be the first overall pick in this draft right now. Um, we have a little Hendon Hooker update. He told The Athletic that he should be cleared 100% by September 1st. That's of course, coming off the ACL tear in November. So September feels like a pretty aggressive timeline, that, you That's say. not what I was told by the teams that, that have brought him, that, that have medical. They said he's going to miss most of the year. And, and in fairness to the kid, and I know he's a great kid, but you don't want your quarter. One thing when you get a, when you get a torn ACL and a lower body injury for a quarterback – there is a lot of apprehension in that pocket. You, somebody's around your legs. You're a little Naturally, bit uncomfortable. Yeah. It's just natural. I mean, Brady had went through it his first year back off the ACL in, in what, what was it, 08 or something like that. So for me, I, I, I don't. Whoever takes Hooker is not counting on him playing this year. I don't think that's the case. I think they're counting on him coming in on pup, getting him ready, getting him reps, and then preparing him for the 24 season when he could be really ready to go. There is more and more steam and juice coming in on the the market for the four and a half quarterbacks to go in the first round, saying that it's going to go over that number, that there will be five, assuming Hooker is a first round pick. I'm still not buying it. I'm not either, Stormy. I'm with you. Everybody makes this out to be, we got to get that fifth year when nobody wants the fifth year. (laughs) I mean, nobody, half these players, nobody wants the fifth year on. Everybody's just worried they don't want to be in a Daniel Jones debacle. Right. Well, then Daniel Jones, they didn't pick up the fifth year, right? And then now they overpaid for it. Well, Think that's about what, that. That's what I'm saying. Like, they want to have the option, and they didn't use it with him, and then they got caught in a And then they overpaid pickle. for him. Yeah, like a real pickle. So, I mean, look, I, I have a hard time believing. Now, some of the teams picking down lower, Tampa Bay, they, they're going to need a quarterback. Minnesota, he'd be the good pick for Minnesota, let's face it. You redshirt him, you got Kirk Cousins. You maybe make a move on Kirk Cousins after the. At some point, they're going to have to get rid of Kirk Cousins and move on. Have you heard anything from the Vikings? No, camp? I have no? not heard anything. He is a favorite to go to the Vikings, plus 350, the number for which team will draft Hendon Hooker. Uh, another name that, that people are wondering about where in the world is he going to go? Bijan Robinson out of Texas. I know on Daniel Jeremiah's just rankings of his top players, period, Bijan Robinson is number three for him in this draft class. And you thought that the Eagles could be a fit for him. There was a thought, Dan Graziano was reporting, that if he should fall out of the top 10, perhaps the Ravens could trade up to get him. Yeah, I mean, if the Ravens trade up and don't take a quarterback, what does that tell you? Trade up to get a running back? Uh, For me, I don't buy the Falcons rumor. I don't. I I don't understand it. Like, I I have a draft. I go through every team needs to sit down and write them all out based on 
the play and based on what's happened in free agency. And of the top five needs for Atlanta, running back isn't one of them. Like, I don't know what he would do. It would be like, look, I think should the Raiders consider Bijan Robinson at seven? I would if I were the Raiders, but they got Josh Jacobs, right? So why would they? It's hard to, it's hard. You, you, they can't stop anybody on defense, the Raiders. So how could they pass up a really good player mm -hmm. to get a luxury item on offense? They're not at that point yet. It's the same thing with, it's the same thing with Atlanta. They, they need defensive players. I mean, as much as I love the kid and I hope he goes in the top 10 because I think he's a weapon, I just don't see how it makes sense for Atlanta. How, do, how does that improve Atlanta? Well, they don't. it's just it's not a need for them. Yeah, it's not a need. I mean, Huntley was a good player for him. Well, and with the, the Eagles, with Miles Sanders no longer there, Kenneth Gainwell is fine, and I like Rashad Penny, but Rashad Penny can't stay healthy. So I feel like it makes a lot of sense. And he even said on NFL Live yesterday – if there were one quarterback that he could pick outside of Patrick Mahomes to play with in the NFL, who would it be? And he said Jalen Hurts. So if that doesn't give you any insight into what Bijan Robinson would like to do, the Falcons are the favorite to get him at eight. But to your point, it's just not a necessary pick for them. They need to shore up the defense. Um, the Eagles are sitting there at three to one as a possible selection, followed by the Texans five to one. Cowboys at ten to one. Cowboys don't pick until twenty six. Yeah, I, you, know. I don't think he's going to be available. I can't there. imagine he goes all the way down. He's too good of a player to go down there. What happened? What would the bear? Would the Bears pick him? I mean, why wouldn't the Bears? Bears they, also ten to one. Yeah, there they go. I mean, that, they could easily take him. I mean, look, the Bears are now. Look, they've given up ninety-one sacks in the last two years, so they need offensive linemen. Then everybody thinks they're going to pick a lineman there, but when everybody thinks, that means no one's thinking. And the Ravens also just FYI thirty to one. Should they trade up and show Lamar Jackson that they want to build a better offense around him, uh, sitting there as well? We are going to step aside when we come back. Former Oakland Raider Kirk Morrison, currently an analyst at NFL Network Radio, is going to join us coming up next to continue breaking down the draft. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. What a busy time of year, and it's awesome. There's so much to bet on over the next 30 days, and for a limited time, we can help you out here at VEASAN if you become a subscriber, just $9.99 right now. That'll get you insight into daily baseball. We've also got, of course, the NBA and NHL postseason, the Kentucky Derby coming up, as well as the draft beginning tomorrow from Kansas City. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap and top plays made from show hosts and guests. You also get tools like our betting splits to let you see where the money and bets are moving for each game. And now, a new top VEASAN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI and see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. Sign up now. Again, just $9.99 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Go back in time for a moment with yeah. me, if you will. Yes, yes, yes. The year is 2005. I remember it. The Oakland Raiders are on the clock in the third round. <laughs> oh, my. And they decide to take a stunning linebacker from the San Diego State University, Mountain West Defensive Player of the Year, Kirk Morrison. Michael Lombardi, you made the pick. Well, I, no pick was ever made in in La, in Oakland that was not Al Davis's pick. So Kirk knows that. But and I hear him let, laughing. Let, hey, me Kirk. Set the, let me set the stage. So we really, all of us in the room, had a really good, strong feeling about Kirk, and we all wanted to draft him. Al Davis was in love with this linebacker from Cal Poly San Luis Obispo named Jordan Beck, and it took a lot of convincing from the room to go for Kirk over Beck, and. And we finally got it done. And what, what 
tickles my memory so much is we turn the card in, everybody's happy, and Al's sitting there, and he's got, we got the pick turned in, and Pat Jones, the former head coach at Oklahoma State, who was coaching tight ends at the time, you know, we did not have any televisions in the room, so we have no TVs in the room. Everybody has to rely on internet or something to yeah. get that. Uh, we didn't have internet in the room until 03. And so we were all just kind of, we had to rely on Al Locasella to tell us who they got picked. So finally, we make the pick. Everybody's sitting there. Everybody's happy. Two picks later, Jordan Beck goes to Atlanta. And Pat Jones says, Beck just went. Beck just went. Just like that in that Texas draw. And that started a storm one of the Al Davis storms that you could never imagine. Like it just went on and I was sitting next to him and I took the brunt of it all. And so for as much as I want to remember the great Kurt Morrison being drafted by the Raiders, Jordan Beck is etched in my mind. Cause I took a beating on that one bad. <laughs> and Kirk, I love you have no idea what's going on behind the scenes, but you're the hometown Oakland kid. So excited to have your name called. What's your memory of the day? Uh, first of all, Mike, how did it work out, by the way? Yeah. Me versus Jordan Beck. Yeah, there's no question it worked out well. That's why we were all for you, Kirk. Let's I mean, go. But Jordan Beck was was faster than Kirk. But right. there was a time that San Luis Obispo was producing a ton of NFL players. Correct. And do you remember that tap out, that show? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And they had a bunch of those. Uh, that, so everybody was working out at the gym there. And I'm not saying they were doing stuff in that gym, but there was a lot of synthetic athleticism going on out of that gym. And a lot of San Luis Obispo players got drafted for it. Yeah, <laughs> man, you're bringing back memories, Mike. First of all, glad, glad to be uh, with you both. Um, but I, I remember it like it was yesterday um, being drafted, getting that phone call. And I always remember when I first walked into the locker room, and they actually had number 53 hung up in my locker. And I don't know if you remember this, Mike. Here I am. I'm nervous. I'm like, I, I want to call the general manager and ask him. But so I called you up and I said, um, Mr. Lombardi, you mind if I have number 52? He's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Take 52. That's fine. Because I didn't want to go in the footsteps of Bill Romanowski, who wore 53 right before me. So I thank you for allowing me to switch my number to 52, which I thought was like, oh, my God, he's probably going to say, this guy's a diva. And I'm like, no, I'm not a diva. I just wanted to wear number 52. But I appreciate that, Mike. Uh, anytime. You know, that's another thing you bring up. Numbers matter. Yeah. Numbers matter. The guys don't look good in certain numbers, right? And so you right. got to have the right number on the player. Like sometimes the number just doesn't fit the player. And I was big on that. So I controlled the numbers. Like I didn't want just a guy, now these numbers, everybody can have any number they want. But back in the day, I told the equipment guy what number to give mm -hmm. the guy because I didn't want that. And, and he's right. There's so, many, there's so much history in the Raiders. You don't want to wear a 75 mm -hmm. if you're not a good player. Yeah. Kirk, we're 24. Um, <laughs> 24. That's right. Kirk, you uh, obviously doing great work now with Sirius XM NFL Network Radio. Yeah. You also cover the Rams very closely during the regular season. You do have to put up during college football season with me, unfortunately, on ESPN <laughs> broadcast, but uh, doing yes. great stuff in the broadcast world. You pay so much attention still to your former team in the Raiders. When you see them sitting there with a top 10 pick, the number seven overall selection, what's your understanding or belief of what they're going to do with it? Well, obviously, this is the first uh, first round pick uh, in the Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels era. You know, they used their first round pick last year on obtaining Devontae Adams. So it'll be interesting how these two go about their first pick together in the first round. Uh, to me, honestly, I believe they're going to get an outstanding football player. It's just what are they, 
I think, you know, put first, what's the focus? Is it possibly getting a quarterback? I don't believe so because Jimmy Garoppolo gives me at least one year, one season to figure that part out. It's about getting an outstanding football player. And to me, I want to lean on the defense. The offense has playmakers, but to me, that defense needed more guys, more first round type talent to get that thing turned around as soon as possible. So Stormy, if you ask me right now what I think the Rangers are, are leaning towards, I would have to be saying an outstanding defensive player, whether it's the corner, Christian Gonzalez, Witherspoon, they need help, especially in the back seven. I, I couldn't agree more, Kurt. And I think they need help in the offensive line too. So there's a lot Correct. of ways this can go, right? They just need a really good player, somebody who can play and dominate the game and give them a starter. This is something that draft hasn't provided for the Raiders. They haven't gotten starters out of the first round picks. I mean, for whatever reasons, they have not been able to hit with high picks and and it's affected the team as we sit here today at seven. They've got to get a good player and they should get a good player. They're going to get a good player at seven. And I'm agreeing with you. I don't see quarterback as something that they should go down that road. I don't think there's a quarterback worthy at seven other than Bryce Young and he's not going to be there. Let's flip it across town. We know the Rams have no salary cap room. And how do they get out of this hole? And what's your sense of comfortability that Matthew Stafford can play 17 games? Yeah, I'm not so sure. You you mentioned 17 games a lot. And so I think the Rams have to have a contingency plan. And so they don't pick until the second round, pick 36, I believe. To me, if, if Hendon Hooker is there, I, I turn the card in as fast as possible, Mike. I really do. If the Kenan Hooker, that quarterback, is there because it gives him time to not only heal up from his injury but to sit behind Matthew Stafford. I think Matthew Stafford, when you hear the, the, the words retirement possibly, I think you also have to realize that once that enters the mind, you're not too far away. And I don't know what Matthew Stafford is going to look like this season, but the Rams have to have a contingency plan just the way things played out a year ago, but this is a team that whew, uh, they need help everywhere. Wide receiver, offensive line, tight end. I mean, the running back situation is is kind of in flux. Linebacker, you traded away Jalen Ramsey at corner, safety. So to me, this team has, needs everything. Uh, but if there's a quarterback there, that could be a piece for them to build for the future as well. You know, it's funny he mentions that. Kirk, what do you think about – do you think there's any chance they could trade up to try to get Anthony Richardson? I would heard earlier in the offseason that they were really high on Anthony Richardson and that if they could have moved Stafford, Stratford, Stafford – you know, somehow to get away from the $57 million guarantee that they ultimately did, that they right. would try to do that. I, I would not if, – if Richardson slips, I could see them doing something to get up. Yeah, but how much, right? Yeah. Here's a team that realizes that the way that they were operating before, they can't do it for at least a year or two, meaning that, you know, the uh, F them picks model <laughs> from uh, Les Snead, it, it finally caught up to them. And so they have this year of not necessarily – they don't want to call it a rebuild – but they're definitely call it a time of retooling and getting things back in order. I don't know if they want to give up another first round pick. Cause I think that's what you're going to have to give up to go up to get Anthony Richardson. I had a chance to talk to him this morning already. He's down in Kansas city with the family and, and, and all the, the uh, prospects who are out there. And it's interesting because he knows he's still a project. He knows he needs to work on his accuracy because that's the big knock on him. So I don't know if I want to give up that kind of draft capital if I'm the Rams to get a guy who's, not ready, I mean, not a polished, proven product. It's still more work for Anthony Richardson. 
Last 45 seconds here, Kirk. Um, all of the noise around Will Levis over the last 24 to 48 <laughs> hours. What are you guys at NFL right. Network Radio thinking? You know what? It, it's it's interesting. I mean, when you look at these guys in college and Stormy, we've had a chance to see some of these players. I've seen Will Levis and seen him play. I don't know if I garner him in the, the first top two quarterbacks. I, I love where Bryce Young is at. I love where C.J. Stroud is at. And then with Will Levis, you have to really, really fall in love with him. There's still some decision-making issues I didn't like when he played in the game. But you're talking about giving the keys to the franchise to Will Levis? Well, it's a little bit too rich for my blood in the top five right now. But I think that, look, he is going to go to a place, hopefully, where he doesn't have to play right away. Awesome stuff, Kirk. Thanks, really, Kirk. really appreciate your time. And thanks for the Thank story you, my sharing. Man. Appreciate you. Mike Storm, we appreciate it always. Thank you guys. Big fan of Kirk. At Kirk Morrison on Twitter as well. Make sure you check him out on SiriusXM NFL Network Radio. From one of my former broadcast partners to another in this next block, hockey. we're talking some hockey with TV analyst Shane Knighty coming up. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. Back here on the Lombardi Line. Remember, everybody can call your shot every Wednesday at BetMGM, the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Place a $25 home run prop wager on any game, and you'll receive a $10 bonus bet. All you got to do, log into your account and opt in, or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to swing for the fences on MLB. Call your shot Wednesdays. Just one more reason why the king of sportsbooks is the best place to bet on baseball. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to please play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We are rolling along here live from Las Vegas in downtown at Circa Resort and Casino. Excited to welcome in good friend of mine, Shane Knighty. You have heard him on the call already for TBS and TNT this postseason in the NHL. By day, he is a TV analyst for the Vegas Golden Knights. Also, little known fact, Michael, the best dressed man in hockey. Shane, how are you? Stormy, I Gray, thought that was Michael, Don Cherry. You guys. I thought Don That's Cherry right, was no, the best just man in hockey. He's the edgiest. And, you know, he's <laughs> out now. Yeah, he, he created his own style. I, I don't know if I'm best dressed. She's, Stormy's just being kind. Mm. Oh, no, you're the best. And you step it up in the postseason. This I know, Shane. Thanks for joining us today. And, and let's start with those Vegas Golden Knights who, after a 5-1 loss in game one at home, have really rebounded here, won three straight games, and put the Winnipeg Jets on the brink What's turned this offense around after that opening game? Uh, I, I don't know if it's the offense. I just think that opening game for, you know, whether it's uh, uh, first game jitters at home, whatever it was, they just, to me, it's compete, it's effort. It's all those things that are they're so integral when you get to a playoff time. Um, and they're such a detailed team, and that wasn't there in game one. I think they've built their game since then. I like what Bruce Cassidy's done with this team, and, you know, really talking to them about, you know, building their game all year long, because when you get to this time, you've got to rely on those things. And then, you know, all those, those extra things that matter come in where you're going to outcompete the other team. You're going to rely on depth. You're going to get a save when you need it. Uh, it's all those little things. So I just think game one was uh, not what we're used to seeing from them, but uh, certainly they're able to write their way here in the last three games and get a, get a stronghold with a 3-1 lead. Shane, you won a title with the Bruins. The makeup of that team as it compares to this Bruins team as they face the Panthers tonight to eliminate them, they're up 3-1 in the series. How do you? What are the similarities between your championship team and this one? Because Stormy's nervous. She's got a ticket. You know that. <laughs> oh, she does. Well, you know, you know, it's interesting. It's hard to compare because it's so long ago. But the one thing I, I think that we've seen from this Boston team is, you know, they've got leadership. You always look to your core guys to kind of build that identity of your team. And this Bruins team, there's three guys now from when we won 2011, Brad Marchand, uh, David Krejci, and the most important Patrice Bergeron, who's returning, I believe, to the lineup tonight. And, um, you know, when they're around a culture at a young age and when at a young age, you know, they've been to the final a couple more times. They've, they've suffered some defeat, but they, they understand what it takes, what a grind it is to get there. And I think, They've done a real good job with what they did this regular season. Just incredible. Um, but that doesn't matter right now uh, as it's completely different when you get to playoffs. But I think, you know, if there's anything that carried over, I think it's the leadership qualities and kind of that identity of what it is to be a Bruin and to be a successful team that their core guys and their leaders now of that team experienced at a young age. You know, we talked about that that game one loss for the Golden Knights. Well, the Bruins, that last time that their home fans saw them in Boston was that 6-3 loss, kind of an anomaly performance for them. They get an opportunity to now close out the series at home today. They're a big favorite to do so. Do you think that they can get it done ultimately this evening, just close out the series, move on to round two, and perhaps at margin, because I'm looking at a plus money price on the puck line for the Bruins to win by two or more? Well, I think they should win there. You know, you look at what they did all season long, and uh, I think they're going to get a boost, uh, you know, getting anytime you get an important player back in the lineup. So, you know, the Bruins are just they're, – they're a dominant team all year. The Panthers, I thought, 
you know, played them tough. They had their moments, but I think you're just overwhelmed by Boston doesn't come off their game. They come at you in waves. They're, they're consistent. They get the goaltending. And uh, all that said, those closeout games are the hardest to win, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when, you, when you're trying to close out a series, that's the toughest win of it all. So we'll wait and see what happens with them tonight. Shane, when Toronto lost the opening game to the Lightning, everybody was in a panic in Toronto, <laughs> right? Uh, where, I'm Canadian. I know what it's like. <laughs> where, are you on the, where are you on the Maple Leafs now as they try to close out the Lightning? Yeah, it's, uh, well, I, I used to play in Ottawa against the Leafs back in the early 2000s, the Battle of Ontario, so it's tough for me to cheer for them. They, they, even my kids growing up still hate them because that was such a battle when they were young. Uh, but, but this is a different team, and, and they've gone through. I don't think you win after previous seasons of going through defeat. That's where you, you, you learn it, and, you know, certainly the, the Leafs have learned defeat. This is a good team. I think Ryan O'Reilly was a great addition to the team. He brings a calming presence in there. Um, they, they made a lot of moves. That said, you know, they're up, they're up in this series, and Tampa Bay should have won the last two games. They were the better team. But that happens in, in a lot of series. I look at the Edmonton-LA series. Uh, you know, last night, you know, Edmonton controlled it, but the game before LA deserved to win, lost. The previous two games, LA wins and Edmonton loses. So you can't do that. I think this Leafs team's got something to prove this year. I think the biggest thing for them was to get confidence. So the way in which they've won these last two games, certainly the comeback win and uh, a game in which they're outplayed, finding a way to get it done, has built uh, a confidence that they needed maybe to take that next step and actually win a first-round series. Shane, I put together a first-round series winner parlay. I had the Bruins, the Hurricanes, the Golden Knights, and the Leafs in it, and I posted a poll on Twitter yesterday. Okay, who's going to be the team that messes this up? And overwhelmingly, the response was that it's going to be Toronto in some way, shape, or form because they've done this before. I hope that's not the case. I want them to close it out and win. My question for you in this in this potentially final game of the series. Does it continue to be this high scoring? We've seen seven plus goals scored in every single game. Yeah, it's interesting because you look at Vasilevsky and what he's done. He's been the backbone and, you know, the best goalie in the NHL for, you know, a few years now. Um, But there is a lot of high firepower on both sides. And, uh, you know, usually the game gets dictated early on and you see if if it's going to come out, if there's early goals, they both have the ability to score. Um, I thought it would be a little tighter. I think it bodes better if the Lightning can keep it a low-scoring game because that means their goalie's on, and I think they need to tighten up defensively uh, in some areas. So uh, it'll be interesting if it continues. I think it, it's in the, the favor of the Lightning if it's more low-scoring game. Shane, real quick, we only have about two minutes left to go. The Battle of New Jersey, New York, however you want to call it, the, the Rangers and the Islanders at two. What's your handicap on how this is going to turn out? Oh, boy. Uh, well, that really switched. I'll tell you what, it's a lot different now than it was heading into game three, <laughs> yep. right? We all thought this was going to be a sweep. The Rangers looked in complete control of this series. And uh, road teams this year, have, uh, it hasn't mattered. Um, and I, I even saw that in the regular season, playing on the road. Uh, you know, we say this big home ice advantage, and maybe it is in game seven, but I think home ice advantage brings more pressure in a lot of situations. Um, so, yeah, this devil, the Devils, I didn't know where storm back. I think that, you know, a lot of these series we could see go, and I thought we'd see a lot of like deep series, but now this one's looking to go seven. 
And yeah, yeah. I think the Devils are right back in it. Yeah, you go from a pair of 5-1 wins at Prudential Center to scoring two goals the last two games on 58 shots. It was a very different-looking Rangers team. Uh, the Avalanche without Kale McCarr coming up tonight against the Kraken. How vulnerable could they be in Game 5? Well, I, I think, you know, regardless him or in or out, I just think the confidence Seattle built with the overtime win. This is, uh, and for all us Vegas fans, uh, you know, year one in Seattle certainly didn't compare to what Vegas did. But this year two team, there's when I watch them play, there are so many similarities to what we saw with the Golden Knights in year one. It is a team that is competing. They're playing like they've got nothing to lose. They would play with pace. They play fearless, uh, unintimidated, just willing to do whatever. And uh, uh, yeah, the, the, you know, Colorado's got you know, you know, I think. They feed all off Ranton and McKinnon. Those are the two guys that are going to provide the offense up front. They're not as deep a team as they were last year that won the Stanley Cup. McCarr is a big piece for them. But I think, I think Seattle's heading in there with a ton of confidence. And, and as I said, an unafraid team, uh, not intimidated of being on the road. They're going to they're gonna feed off that last win. You're awesome, Shane. Thank you so much for taking the time today. We appreciate you. Thanks, Shane. Appreciate you. Anytime, you guys. Have a great day. Best time of year. Yes, sir. Great, great stuff. And Shane's you know, been crushing I'm, it. You know, I'm fascinated with John Cooper, the lightning coach. Yeah. I think that guy's a great, great coach. I mean, I've read a lot about him. He, he's impressive in terms of his motivation and his leadership skills as it relates to the game and how he connects with the players. Very interesting career path as well. A yeah. former lawyer, actually, John Cooper is. We're going to take a quick break. Hour two of the Lombardi line coming at you next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 